Welcome to Mission Audition. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Juliana Jones. Oh my goodness. So much fun. We're here in Chicago. We're live. Come on, everyone. Just tell them to know you're here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And say Chicago, Chicago. That's oh my goodness. We just love the deep dish pizza we had mm-hmm. last night. I know my my uh, stomach is still full, and we've got like the coolest setup. I'm telling you, like as a voice major, this is. I went and I touched the piano. I touched it, and I was like, I have to play this thing. It's behind like a gate. If anyone can see up on the stage, it's so beautiful. But anyway, that is not the purpose of today's show. Today's show, we are going to like we do every time we do the show. We are going to adjudicate auditions from wonderful voice talent on Voices.com who have decided to join in the fun. Uh, and in this case, we have a job that is a, uh, it's a commercial spot because we are in a commercial town. So I know that's something I've learned about Chicago. This is, this is an ad town. Uh, so anyway, but before we talk about that job, because if you're a listener, you know that we do this every time. We talk a little bit about what's going on, but then we turn it over to our guests. So Mary Vandeveld, welcome to Mission Audition. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago. Yeah, thank you. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, Mary, just tell us a bit about yourself and your career and, and just what you love about doing voiceover and your work in broadcast. Well, let's see. Um, my name's Mary Vandeveld. I'm at uh, WGN Radio is my main job during the day. I'm a traffic reporter in the mor- on the morning show. I've been there over 22 years. Um, I do voiceover work uh, basically as my side business. But it is my fun hobby. I absolutely love it. I wish I could do it full time. Unfortunately, I need the insurance. But <laughs> but I, I will eventually do it. When I retire, I will do it full time. But right now, it's just something fun I love to do. And uh, I live in the western suburbs. I'm married with two kids and my grandma, too. Yeah, two granddaughters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what's really, really cool is that you've been inducted into the Hall of Fame or the, the Walk of Fame at your radio station. I think we, that's really yeah. sweet. <laughs> 20 years. This woman's been in the business for 20 years. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's actually longer, but I'm not going to say how much longer. <laughs> it's since I, I graduated from the University of Illinois, I had a broadcast journalism degree there. Uh, so basically, I've been in media my whole life in some form. So you might know what you're about to to talk about. I I read commercials on a daily basis besides voiceover work. um, It's just part of my job. I record them at the radio station as well. So I do hear them every day and kind of kind of know what to listen. We are going to start listening to these auditions. Are we ready? We're ready to do this. Come on, Chicago. Hello. All right. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. That's great. All righty. So we'll talk about this job here. The job is a commercial, as we were saying. We are looking for a young adult middle-aged voice. Could be male or female. Um, You know, this is retail. We're looking for somebody who can really bring this happy-go-lucky, enduring sort of feeling in a general U.S. American accent. Juliana, what else do they need to do? So the job description we posted says, Little Kitchen Helper's Cookbook is a cookbook series looking to give parents or grandparents uh, inspiration for activities to do with children who want to lend a hand in the kitchen. A 30-second script has been provided for an online internet ad that will be used internationally. And the artistic direction, the right voice for this project will be a family person that can help to inspire other families with children to experiment with food preparation and cooking. So use a happy-go-lucky style while staying warm and endearing and avoid going over-the-top silly. Okay, so there are six auditions, and we will get going with audition number one. Do you have a little kitchen helper that would love their own cookbooks? The Little Kitchen Helper's cookbooks for kids are fun for every occasion. 
Let the kids make you breakfast from the Toast the Most breakfast book. Or make lunch together from a recipe in the Cheese Please lunch book. It's fun for children ages 3 to 10. Visit littlekitchenhelper.com to order yours today. What a lovely voice. What do you think, Mary? I totally agree. I think her voice is the perfect young adult that you're looking for right off the bat. Um, When I heard this, first off, the sound quality, I had an issue with that. To me, there was sound of a, a, a strange sound quality. It was a little muffled. She has a little bit, uh, her pausing, I didn't, I didn't like some of the pausing. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I love her tone and I, I love her pace. Her pace was good, except for some of the poising, uh, pausing that she stopped um, before she said the name of the, uh, what was the name of it? Yeah, the little kitchen. She just kind of said, cheese, please. You know, she she stopped. But other than that, I thought she was per- perfectly fit the category mm-hmm. and what you're, you're looking for. So do you mean that her pauses were too long or her pauses were too short? Too long. Too long? Yeah. And what kind of a pause would you have liked? Could you give us an example? Um, well, she said, you know, I'm trying to find the sentence here. From the recipe in the cheese, please lunch book, she kind of paused and really enunciated it too much. She should have just kind of from a recipe in the cheese, please lunch book, you know, she could have just kind of toned her voice a little higher and mm, just ran it out through. A yeah, smoothed it out a little bit, just a little, a little too choppy. But otherwise, I, I think she's got a great young sound. Perfect voice. Yeah, really was nice. Yeah, I liked her sound too. Uh, it was just, it was really, really nice. And sometimes you just know when you hear something you're like, yeah, that fits. You know, that that sounds like what I would expect to hear uh, at Voices when we're thinking about how do we listen to just to voiceovers and to know which one is the right one. Brand sound does factor in as a key proponent of her, what is going to work. So, um, you know, we've got more auditions to go. So I certainly want to move us along to our next one. But I, I think we could all agree that that, that was a nice read. That yeah. was that was a nice Solid. read. Yeah. Let's roll no- audition number two. Do you have a little kitchen helper that would love their own cookbooks? The Little Kitchen Helper's cookbooks for kids are fun for every occasion. Let the kids make you breakfast from the Toast the Most breakfast book. Or make lunch together from a recipe in the Cheese Please lunch book. It's fun for children ages 3 to 10. Visit littlekitchenhelper.com to order yours today. So polished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, you can tell right away that he has got the announcer type. And, and that in this read might be his hindrance. Unfortunately, I think he was a little, sounded a little too old for the category and, and for what you're trying to sell little kitchen cookbooks. I think his age was, other than that, I think that's, that was his only thing that would not get him the job. Um, he had great pace. I love the ending, how he went up, order yours today. Some, some voiceover coaches will say, don't ever end going up. I disagree with that. I think sometimes you need to end going up and because this gets you more excited. Order yours today instead of order yours today. You know, everybody, you know, get rid of that monotone and go up a little bit at the end. So sometimes it works. And I think it really worked with his. Unfortunately, I think he, you know, his voice was a little too announcery. Otherwise, have you ever had ever been booked for a job and they coached you through Things like that, like when you're the good, if, if you're oh, a yes. correct brand for it, yeah. They'll help you along. And and that's what's good when you are, unfortunately, sometimes when you're auditioning, you know, with Voices.com, you don't have all that direction. So you, you may want to, perhaps if it's short enough, do a couple different takes and go up on one, go down on the other, mm-hmm. you know, say, not sure what you want, but 
try it both ways. Yeah, I'd like to park here for a minute. So you said something interesting, and that was too announcery. Like, who out here has, has heard that before? That you, oh, too announcery. Don't sound like an announcer. Non-announcery. Yeah, yeah, you've probably seen that direction. So what does that mean, Mary? Because like, there's a lot of people who do actually come up through broadcast, and and they they're used to saying things a certain way. You got your on-air personality. Sometimes people in radio uh, have some trouble doing voiceover because it's a bit of a transition where you need to move from um, the on-air personality into actually an acting role. So in, how are you, because you do a lot of narration work, you, you do a lot of other sorts of work that, that yes. take that skill set. So what would you say someone um, can do to sound less announcery and to sound more like it's a, a conversation or a, a voiceover in this sense? Um, sometimes I, th I think that that is my biggest struggle is my number one struggle because I am an announcer. That's what I do every day. I, I announce traffic, you know, I, I announce and I, when I read commercials on air, I do sound too announcery, but to, to sound a little more conversation, when one coach told me this once and he said, pretend like you're talking to a friend. So when you start to read the sentence, put the friend's name in front of it. So Steve, da -da 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 -da, then start talking. And it really helps me. So a lot of times I'll just be reading a sentence and I'll put one of my friends, you know, who, who's on my good side at that time so that I'll sound <laughs> a little more bubbly. Or if, it's a, or if it's a script where you have to sound mean, you know, somebody Perfect. you're really kind of mad at at the yeah. time, one of your kids or whatever, and put their name at the front. And then, you know, it kind of helps you um, to sound more conversation. That's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I like that. I like the inserting the name and thinking of someone in particular because yes. voiceover is very much speaking to an audience of one person. You know, you have to, although it's being heard by countless who knows how many, um, you actually are speaking to an individual and you have to reach them on that level, right on the heart level. So so good comments there, Mary. That's awesome. All right. Um, are we ready to move to audition number three? Yeah? Okay. Well, let's do it. Do you have a little kitchen helper that would love their own cookbooks? The Little Kitchen Helpers cookbooks for kids are fun for every occasion. Let the kids make you breakfast from the Toast the Most breakfast book, or make lunch together from a recipe in the Cheese Please lunch book. It's fun for children ages 3 to 10. Visit littlekitchenhelper.com to order yours today. Take 2. Do you have a little kitchen helper that would love their own cookbooks? The Little Kitchen Helper cookbooks for kids are fun for every occasion. Let the kids make you breakfast from the Toast the Most breakfast book. Or make lunch together from a recipe in the Cheese Please Lunchbook. It's fun for children ages 3 to 10. Visit littlekitchenhelper.com to order yours today. We have a read with two takes. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think this is something I'm, we're going to bring this up on the panel later with our, our client guest. Um, but what do you think, Mary? Is, is this like something people should do? In your experience, has it been effective? Well, well, sometimes they, they ask for a couple different takes. Um, this one, they, they didn't. But it was only 23 seconds long. To me, I, under 30 is okay for two takes. If it's anything more than that, I think you should watch it. But because this read and her reads were a little bit different, um, I think it was a good idea to do that in this, but always explain it in your proposal, you know, say, um, attached, you will find two different reads or two takes just so that they, like Stephanie said, they won't, you know, cut you off right away and before that you hear take two. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you noticed, but as soon as the first take ended, I looked back to you because I was ready to start talking about it. And so many times when a client is, well, and Dan can talk about this, but when a client is listening, they make up their mind very quickly about whether they like your voice or not. So if you don't let them know upfront that you have two takes, 
you're, you're not going to get the chance to be listened to to the second one. So definitely you can add it into your proposal. But I would, in addition to that, slate two takes or however many at the very beginning of your audition. So you prepare the client so they know to listen through to the whole thing. If this, cause if you don't, you know, you might, they might miss that really good second take that you did. So it's very easy and actual tip. Just remember it. Usually this just applies to commercial or animation reads generally for a business read or, um, uh, like a medical narration read, you really don't need two takes because it's such straightforward direction. But if you have something that's more in the commercial animation, something fun, you want to you know give it your own little spin, let them know two takes up front. So if you are going to do it, make sure you let someone know it's there because otherwise we're like, oh, or, or it's a waste of your time, frankly, if you don't tell them because they won't know to listen for it. Uh, and that's another point I want to talk about is is just how long it takes to listen, right? Like when someone is listening to a voiceover audition, it really doesn't take long to know if you're actually going to keep listening. Right. So like people will listen, but they will only listen for so long until they know. So I don't want to say a half a second or a second, but the, sometimes that's all it takes. If it's about brand sound, can I see this voice as being the one that's in my head? Is that the one that's reading to me right now? If it isn't, then they have every right to, to say, OK, I'm moving on to the next audition. So um, absolutely, if you're going to do two, let them know right up front. But, but just know that when people are listening, sometimes they just want that consistency where they're like they know what to expect. And because they're just listening for exactly what they think, because if they're listening to a bunch of auditions all in a row, then they might expect that they are similar in some way. So just keep that in mind. Proposal, absolutely, Mary, a great place to pop that into. But yeah, if you don't put it in audibly, they may never know as well because they may not actually get to the proposal. It depends. She really enunciated on words like love or every. And I really thought that she did a good job kind of going through the script and pulling out those power words, like those words that mean something. Is that something that you do? Like, do you mark up your script for things? like that when you're sitting down to do an audition? Sometimes. Yeah. I, I just seem to, you know, find the power words, but I, I really don't mark mark them up um, like that. And I, I think her, I think her read, you know, she has more of a sultry uh, type of delivery. I liked her voice because it was different than the, the, the happy-go-lucky, you know, young girl chipper voice. She was a little more sultry. Um, she still sounded young, though. Uh, I, I thought sometimes in the first read, she sounded a little bored and was just reading, but that was just my my take, but uh, the second take was definitely better. Yeah, it's, I, I would say, you know what I, I would say is she should have put the second read first, honestly. Yep. Like for this kind of thing, like if I had known that was on the other side of that read, I would have booked the other read. Yep. I don't, I would have stopped listening the first one. That's I, I tell you, you listen Cut for half paste, a second and you're done. <laughs> but I mean like, and I, I want to make sure that everyone in the room knows because we did not say this before we began, is that everything that we say on this podcast is meant to be, um, to build people up. It's to be edifying. It, this is in no way to tear anyone down. This is to celebrate what people have brought forward and, and to help them to learn what they can do. Basically speaking the truth in love. So, so um, yeah, there's some hard lessons in here, but they are coming from the absolute best place. So I yeah. want everyone to know that. And everybody yeah. has good qualities, and then sometimes they're, you totally. know, you don't know not what for you the don't job. Know. It's just yeah. they're not right for the job. Yeah, That's yeah it. you can't take that personally. And no. I mean, I know we've heard so many times that there is a lot of rejection in this industry, but I mean, there's a lot of rejection in life. So it's good to get used to. But there, just because, right? <laughs> That's true. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. You can laugh. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, you're not right for one, one role doesn't mean you're not going to be right for another role. So and it's totally subjective yeah. with everybody oh who listens. Oh my goodness. Like even if we're listening to three of them, there have been so many times where I'm like, I liked this person. Stephanie liked this person. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so personal preference. So you can't, 
can't take it personally at all. I mean, there are things that you can do that are more right or wrong when it comes to taking apart a script, but when it comes to the tone of your voice, you know, the more you audition, the more jobs you realize are out there and the more different styles you realize that are out there. And there really is a job for every voice. Yeah, we've kind of noticed. Yeah. So we have our fourth audition playing right now. Do you have a little kitchen helper that would love their own cookbooks? The Little Kitchen Helpers cookbooks for kids are fun for every occasion. Let the kids make you breakfast from the Toast the Most breakfast book or make lunch together from a recipe in the Cheese Please Lunch book. It's fun for children ages 3 to 10. Visit littlekitchenhelper.com to order yours today. I thought she did a great job being really clear when she was saying visit littlekitchenhelper.com. That's like the main call to action from the script. And it's something, look, one, I mean, with any call to action, you have to be super clear about it. But I thought that that was really well done. Not too over-enunciated, just really nice. What about you? What yeah, you think, I thought Mary? she had a really good good pace. Um, once again, a good age bracket sounding. She, she did a lot of, like I talked about before, going down you know, and her sentences and she ended it down. And that is something that can be fixed very easily. If, if, you know, you just give her a little, if she got the job or whatever, you could just say, Hey, you know, could you rise up a little bit here or just a little bit of direction? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I thought she had really good pace. Otherwise, like you said too. Yeah. She was really lovely to listen to. You could hear the smile in her voice. And that's so important. You know, I remember on an episode we just did that hasn't been released yet, but the coach was saying, we were very empathetic people. So whatever we're feeling, the audience will feel. So you got to check whatever's at the door going into your studio, kind of like we were joking about before. But smiling is so important. I mean, I know a voice talent and who have put like rubber ducks on top of their screen because it made them smile or they'll even put a mirror in front of them so they make sure they're smiling as they're reading and this is totally the type of script where you want to make sure like happy-go-lucky like you want to my cheeks hurt by the end of it like you've got a permagrin on because that way even if you do end like up or down or you know just in the middle on a sentence it still gives that happy feeling to it yeah and another way if you want to get a little more energy stand up Instead of sitting down, I know I sit all day at my job and I wish I could ha- had a mic that was, you know, up so I could stand because that, that helps a lot. And using your arms, you know, just do what you got to do. I mean, who's watching you? you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you have the mirror I mean, in there. I, I don't want to look at myself, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely think that, you know, anything you can do to make yourself more animated and the smile is really good. Whenever you got a, a, something, a script like this, you have to be smiling. Absolutely. Or it's not going to come out. Who here smiles when they read voiceover auditions? Got some hands. Oh, look at that. Three quarters of you. That's great. And who here stands when they audition? Wow. Wow. That's really awesome. Because it does give you all that. That breath support is a lot easier to come by when you can stand the diaphragmatic support. Uh, but also, like, it's just more freeing, as you said, Mary. Like, because if you need to move, like, okay, one more question. Who here cannot voice unless they use their hands? Like, you honestly cannot use your voice you as well. Try it sometime. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I know. Yeah. For those of us who talk with our hands, it, it's second nature. You need to. If, if you couldn't use your hands, you're, you're kind of, like, constricted in a way, right? Uh, so all good points. 
I know that this is a weird thing for me to do. I'm, I'm holding my hands behind my back for those of you who cannot see. Um, but you, if you, um, if you do have to sit though, you need to find ways to still feel energized and to have that that same uh, momentum that you would have, but also to the same access to the breath. That's very important. So you don't end up with vocal fry or something like that. And I've even uh, remember some of our other coaches have said things like, you use your hands to enunciate each point. So like little kitchen helper, right? And it's just those little like mental, I know for like me, I come from just hearing this all the time. So I picked up a lot of beginner tips. And I think that that's probably one of my favorites. And I remember, you know, if I'm on the phone, I actually have to use a headset because I talk with my hands so much. And when you don't have your body to rely on to convey like what emotion you're feeling, your voice becomes so important. And that expressiveness is so important getting any kind of message across. And if you're someone's brand voice, like you're being paid to get a message across. Yeah, do what you got to do. Right, and again, no one can see you, right? Yeah, no one can see you. But if you're on camera, if you're on the stage, people can obviously see you. So maybe you have to be a little more careful with how you gesticulate or move. And movement is very important for any voice professional, any actor, any anything. Um, but what's really awesome is that, as Mary said, no one can see you. You know, you can even choose not to see yourself, frankly. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever you need to do that gets you to that place where your voice just feels free, then that's a great thing to do. Barry, do you ever record voiceover in your sweatpants at home? <laughs> you don't want to know what I wear. <laughs> usually uh, my pajamas. It's usually bedtime. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good life that so you get to do, be paid to do work in your pajamas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. That's not bad. That's not no bad. makeup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't have to curl your hair. Right? No 4.30 a.m. drives into town. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's what voiceover can do for you all. Any time of day. Yeah. Absolutely. It. It's like a three-step walk to your studio in some cases, depending on where your studio is. Could yeah. be that home, uh, you know, the closet in your bedroom. Yeah. For all that. yeah. Actually, what's your studio at home like? It's my daughter's old bedroom Nice. after she moved out. And uh, it's it's just a corner that I have soundproof and it, it works. Uh, my only dilemma is my the houses are very close. So the guy next door, like when he is mowing the lawn, I have to be very careful because it's kind of loud. So I, I have stuff over the window. I, it works. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Doesn't have to be try. pretty, just has to sound good. No, yep, no. And, and I like to wear headphones. I know some people don't, but I really need to wear headphones. I don't like to, I like to hear myself, my whole self, not anything ex extraneous. So. so you are both ears then? Because I know some talent like to do one ear. Oh on, no, I, I do both. Like both ears? I, at work, I have one. It's usually one off because I can if I need to hear somebody else cue me for something. Mm -hmm. But no, otherwise I, I big do, old headphones. Yeah. <laughs> do you um do you do a lot of post production? And would you do any post production on a script like this, like adding music or anything like that for your audition? I do not do post production. No, I, I've you know been in. I'm not that technically good. <laughs> I mean, you so don't have to be. That's it's why just something producers. I yeah. don't like to do. And um, I stay away from those jobs that ask you to do it. Some people love to do it. So, you know, by all means, it's, it's fun. It, it is interesting. But I have friends that can help me with that if I really need to. Right. And uh, the script didn't call for it either, right? No. So that's something to remember is that if you aren't following instructions, then you can also be a quick and easy person to not hire. If you're not being true to what the, the author's intent is, what the direction is, what that creative producer is wanting you to do, then they they frankly have every right to move to the next audition. So um, always keep that in mind. Um, the only thing I, I wanted to say yeah. about that, um, a lot of narrative reads, um, if they're coming from a foreign country, a different place, sometimes they are not grammatically correct. 
I have taken it upon myself to change that grammar. And I think they do appreciate it when you do do that. Some jobs I don't. I'm like, oh boy, you know, this is really, <laughs> you know, you just, because plus I was a journalism major. So I see these things that I, I just want to cringe or sentences that go on and on and on. And that's another thing to, you know, you really have to practice the breathing when you see a, a you know, a medical read or whatever that's just going on and on and on. So, um, yeah, that I would I would go ahead and change some of the grammatically incorrect copy in that way, but not not anything like like this. You know, a quick commercial read. No, I can tell you to give you a little insight into maybe sometimes why those poorly translated audition scripts happen is a lot of the times if a client comes to us with a bigger project, like I have an English script and it needs to be translated into 12 different languages. So we need to cast for each of the languages while the scripts are being professionally translated by the whatever company we're using. We'll just quick and easy use Google Translate to get the script into the talent's native language. And so even though it looks like it's poor, well, it is poorly translated, it, the final project won't be poorly translated. It's just so that we can get the auditions to the client so they can choose and we can keep everything moving along at a good clip. Mm -hmm. Good that, point. Yeah. But I, I really do want to tap into your skill set here for a second. So if anyone comes from a writing background or they have some kind of a journalistic background and you're like, oh, this script, man, like, yuck. Um, you could say to the client in your proposal, you know, I also do a copy editing or I have this other skill set and, you know, my quote reflects that. So if you need this, this is what it would cost and so on, so on. So like a lot of you have amazing talents and gifts that, that are really great. For, for supplementary work around the voiceover itself, be it copywriting, music production, um, I don't know what else, there could be editing of some kind, translation possibly, even depending on, on what it, your proficiency, of course, singing. is. I know that we have, a, yes, I won't singing. name her, but we've got someone in here who can do that in, in Spanish to English. Um, but, uh, you know, this is really, really exciting area because you can develop more of your business. And we have to think of this as being a business. And so it's not so much about, um, you know, just doing the reading and getting it over with this is like your this is what should make you happy and, and, and give you uh, that motivation to continue doing voiceover because you love it and because you can add value to it so we are going to move on to audition number five do you have a little kitchen helper that would love their own cookbooks the little kitchen helpers cookbooks for kids are fun for every occasion let the kids make you breakfast from the toast the most breakfast book or make lunch together from a recipe in the cheese please lunch book it's fun for children ages 3 to 10. Visit littlekitchenhelper.com to order yours today. What a nice voice. Yeah. The tone was just Beautiful lovely. Voice. He yeah. sounds like a guy who can sound old or young. Mm. I can't figure out how old he is. I was trying to listen and I'm like, hmm, this guy could be, really, you know, in his 20s or he could be in his 50s. Yeah. Which is a very, when you have that kind of talent, you have that kind of voice that you can use it all over the place. So that's what I really, you know, liked about him. Um, the only thing I noticed, uh, he must have done some sound mixing in there, he, some effects. And I don't like to add a lot of effects to my voice. And I know a lot of clients don't like that either. So that's what I would stay away from, you know, just right. adding too many effects. And I, his maybe was a little, do you, did you guys notice that? I don't know. Mm, I just a little heavy on the post-production. Yes, yes. But I, I loved his voice otherwise. It was just 
Yeah, to be honest, I didn't notice. I didn't notice because I'm not an audio engineer and I'm not a, someone who produces anything. But I think one of the main reasons why I didn't notice is because I just liked it so much and that I wasn't distracted. I thought he did a good job. And that's one thing about voiceover is that if the audience doesn't believe you, if they're not with you on the ride, if you can't capture them in, in the palm of your hand, then it, there's like a suspension of their disbelief and they're like, I, I don't get it. You know, but with him, like I wasn't concerned with that. Maybe it's in there, but I didn't know. And I think the average client wouldn't know either. Mm. Well, okay. So I have two things. I wrote them down to make sure I talk about one. We talked about being authentic in your reads. What if you don't, you're just not feeling the script? How do you make it authentic? Like, how do you make it so that you sound like you're just totally, this is great for ages three to 10. Like how, how do you make that sound good? Well, I think you have to envision yourself in that character and, and hopefully they will give you a description, but a lot of jobs don't. So you kind of have to really think, and a lot of them will just say, mom, you know, and, or whatever. And if it, if it's a mom read, which I tend to do a lot of, cause I'm a mom, you know, and so I go, Oh, I can do this. I'm a mom. Well, just cause I'm a mom doesn't mean I'm going to sound good doing it. Everybody's a, a lot of people are moms. So I, I kind of, uh, think of what the product is and then kind of think of one of my kids or, you know, a situation with somebody, you know, character with my kids in the house or how I would talk to them about it or something like that. I, you just got to put yourself in that character. And that's where the acting comes in, you know. So would you say that's more method acting for you, Mary? Because other people build these, you know, really elaborate backstories and they've got, oh, and this is their favorite sports team. And this is the time they eat breakfast and no. blah, blah, blah. No, you don't go there. No. No, I mean, you don't want to spend that much time. If you're doing, I don't know how many auditions you guys do a day. You know, I do an average of probably 10 to 20 um, I don't know if that's a lot. I, I don't know. No, it's perfect. You yeah. know, it's probably average, I would say. Um, but, you know, you don't want to sit there and spend 15 minutes on each audition because you would drive yourself bonkers. You know, average five minutes, maybe three or four is, yep. you know. And so you got to put yourself in character really quick. So you don't want to think of a huge, you know, all, all the characteristics of one person and what they do and what they eat for breakfast. You uh, take it forever. I, I think in audiobooks that might be a maybe more of a common thing or yes. character development. But oh, when definitely. you're reading just a commercial, like as you're saying, then it really doesn't take that much. You just have to get yourself in the right frame of mind. So some talent have like these archetypes that they'll pull out. Like here's my soccer mom read. Here's my, I don't know, my teacher read. Or here's my whatever it might be, my coach read and they just go there. So do you have like a little um, inventory of voices in your head that you can say, oh, here's a job that would call on this one. I'm just going to use it. I think I am trying, uh, starting to establish that you know, all of a sudden I find myself doing the same voice again. And I'm like, oh, oh you know, I, I want to change this a little bit or go softer or, you know, go, I don't know. And then you get in a rut and you start doing the same thing all the time. So don't get in a rut, change it up. And, and just before you read, say, am I sounding like I just sounded yesterday in this exact type of read, you know, or do two takes then that's, that's a perfect time to do two takes if it's under 20 seconds. Yeah, and, and if you've been recording and keeping all your auditions, of course, you can go back and listen to them over time, right? So you can obviously like, oh, all my auditions in the last two weeks have really sounded angry. Like, what's the deal with me, right? Like, yeah. so you might have to like look inside yourself and be like, what? You know, if you're, because it's, I think you kind of hinted at this earlier, Juliana, but if there's something that's weighing on you or you, you're going through something in your own personal life, um, that will get into your read. You may not think it will, but like if you're dealing with a loss, if um, you're, 
ill and you're trying to talk through something or like it just little things in little intricate things, right? Like your, your instrument, it, uh, it not only conveys tone and phonemes and all these other things, like it, it actually, like part of you comes out every time you read. But sometimes it helps as well. If you're, if you're grieving for a reason and you're reading a sympathetic thing. I remember my mom passed away a year ago and uh, it really, you know, it was awful for me, but I had some reads that were that and I just thought of my mom and I think she really helped me with yeah, those auditions. So that's authentic. bring it on, you know, yeah, absolutely. Use, you know, that's, that works too. Well, I'll even remember it. Somebody else told me that they were doing a, it was also a, a pretty sad spot. And I think that they went and watched some like really sad war scene that just brought them to tears. And then they went straight to the microphone, you know? And so sometimes even yeah. if you don't personally have an experience to draw from, there are lots of resources online where you can watch something that'll help to put you in that mindset. If you're mad, Imagination maybe is failing you at the moment. Yeah. And actually, the second point, post-production. So if you edit your voice in your audition so that it doesn't sound like you, and then once you get hired, they ask you to do a live session, can, can you imagine how embarrassing that would be if you couldn't replicate that sound when they had hired you to do it or how ticked the client would be? Like you would lose that client like right away. They're not going to hire you again. So when you're doing any post-production, you want to sound like yourself, but just the best version of yourself, right? So don't go crazy on the post-production. You want to make sure that you leave room for the editor to do their thing not take over their job. Your job is to do the voiceover. So just little edits here and there so that you're, you know, there's not, you know, the sound of a microphone because you're tapped or your lips are smacking together. Just little things like that and let them take care of the rest. If you go and get someone to make your demo, like make sure that you can develop some skills to get to the same level that that demo was made at. So you can at least match the demo because years ago, this happened on our platform where someone was hired literally off their demo. The demo was not produced in their studio by them. It was produced by someone else who was obviously trying to make them sound as best as they can. And that's the whole purpose of a demo is to illustrate the artistic abilities of a talent. But in this day and age, the talent is not just a talent. The talent is audio engineer. The talent is booth director. Talent is, um, in some cases, you know, any number of things under the sun that you might need to do as the voice artist. So just keep that in mind that that when you go in and you think, oh, I'm going to do this voiceover thing, it isn't just the voice that matters matters. It's also your technical skills. So there's all kinds of different tutorials online. You can even take lessons. I would expect you go to any kind of um, music studio or a place that sells instruments, and they may very well be able to, to teach you a thing or two. Like they might have lessons or sessions that they run on how to do Audacity, how to work in GarageBand, whatever it might be that you're using, Adobe Audition for that matter. So speaking of demos, how many demos do you have, Mary? On, on Voices.com? I have about 11, I think, at this time. So uh, some some of them might be my old demos. I have, you know, commercial narrative, obviously. Then I have various commercials that I've done on the radio station. I threw those on, mm -hmm. might as well. Or, you know, like a read about a sarcastic mom or something like that. So I, I just, yeah, I have about 11. How often do you refresh them? Not often enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really should be working on that too. And, and that's another thing, you know, you should be refreshing your profile and I should talk because I got to, I got to hey, work on yeah. that. Definitely. Good that's that's something to I have to home. do or, or your templates. I don't know if you guys use templates. I use the templates. It's great to have those. It saves you so much time. Um, but, you know, change a word here and there sometimes in your templates. Mm -hmm every once in a while. I guess for your situation, it'd be a little bit different because you've been doing this for so long that you probably 
we're pretty comfortable in front of the mic and getting your demos done. But there are a lot of talent. And when you get your professional demo done, it's a very personal decision. I know talent who've gotten their demo done right away and it sounds just fabulous and they can replicate it. And I know talent that have um, decided to work with their coach for a year before they do their demo because it's such a, it's in a, such an investment and you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. And some people have the natural ability to put their best foot forward right off the bat. And some people need to practice for a year and then get to know, you know, what kind of styles clients like to hire about their voice. And then they'll use those um, like jobs that they've booked as like, okay, these are the styles that I want to replicate in my demo. So then they'll go and find their producer and say, hey, here's kind of what I'm thinking. And then their producer will work with them to put together their demo uh, around those things that have made them successful. So there's just a couple of different styles. And I know that um, Donovan on our, our on the panel afterwards is a great demo producer. And maybe he's someone that could answer a couple of more questions along those lines. And always say if when you do get your first demo done um, before you finish it, before you accept it, have at least 10 people listen to it. And they'll all give you different opinions, of course, but you can take a, a couple different cues from each one of them. And that really helps too. I, oh, I cool. did that and people really had different opinions. Oh, take that one out. Oh, that's terrible. Take that, put that one back in or, you know, yeah. so you, know, you never know. You end up doing what you want to do because you should, you're spending the money. So do what you want to do to make yourself sound the best, but you know, take the other people's opinions as well. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, crowdsource. Wow, that's great. A uh, quick show of hands. Who here has a professionally produced demo already? Oh, wow. All right. That's awesome. Cool. Who's made some of their own at home? Nice. Cool. Yep. That's awesome. All right. So we've got one more audition, everyone. I know you've been sitting patiently. We are almost at the part where we are going to ask Mary to pick the winner. But uh, obviously, we've so got to listen hard. to one more. I know. <laughs> the task, the burden on her shoulders. Right, yes. Amazing. So anyway, um, we will listen to our last audition. This is audition number six. Do you have a Little Kitchen Helper that would love their own cookbooks? The Little Kitchen Helper's Cookbooks for Kids are fun for every occasion. Let the kids make you breakfast from the Toast the Most breakfast book or make lunch together from a recipe in the Cheese Please lunchbook. Okay, so as you've noticed, she did not finish the audition. I love this girl. I mean, she sounds great. She's the, the right sound. She was enunciating properly. You know, I just thought she just mm -hmm. sounded great. And then I'm like, where's the, you know, dot com? Where? <laughs> I was waiting for the Where's, line. Yeah. And then I realized she didn't finish it. And in something like this, which, like I said, is 23 seconds long, you really need to finish it, especially when there's a website. People yeah, love totally. to hear what their website is going to sound like because a lot of people whip through the websites. Like you said before, they need to be enunciated a little better or a phone number. You know, and you really need to get the phone. If the phone number is said four times, like it is when I read phone numbers, you know, then you got to read fast. Then you can just, you know, get it, get out of there. But wow. the first couple of times you read the phone numbers, you need to say them. You know, it's like when you do FDIC in the end of a bank commercial. You know, whip, whip, whip. <laughs> My goodness. So, Mary, I mean, obviously this isn't part of our script, but how do you read fast? Like, this is a skill that I'm sure others well, are Well, I do traffic about. reports for a living, so <laughs> I read very fast. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> no, I, I've always been a fast reader, and that's another struggle I have to slow down and, you know, really concentrate. So... Everybody has their struggles, and but reading fast, I it, I think it's a skill too, and it works for you and against you. But when you have a like a, a lawyer commercial or a mortgage person, when you have the NMLS numbers, that kind of thing, and then then you it, mm -hmm. it helps to have that fast skill. And sometimes they can, of course, engineers can quicken 
quicken them up for you as well. But, you know. Yesterday in an Uber. We yeah, we had just had this discussion. Like, oh, how did it, yeah. it sounded like part of it was like a natural read? And then all of a sudden the guys are. But it went on for like 20 seconds of like, how is he doing this? Like, you know, either he was sped up and what have you. But it's like, you know, how do you maintain that kind of speed talking? Because there's there's like professional speed talkers, right? Guinness Book of World Records fame. Auctioneers. Yeah, that's a skill. Oh my gosh, we're actually going to get this done on time. Okay, it is 7.49 Central Time. So beautiful. I can't believe we did it. So Mary, it's time. Can we get a drum roll, please? I can't have a tie? Drum roll. No, no, no. There must only be one. Well, that being said, you can totally tell us who your runner-up is and then who your winner is. Yeah, but who who be the winner? Who do I go with first? Runner-up and then winner. Okay, runner-up would be number six. Some people might have chosen her and say, you know, finish it for me. But on Voices.com, sometimes you don't have that opportunity. So, you know, sorry, I wish you would have finished it. So I'm going to go with... Number four. Ooh, nice. Anybody else go with number four? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Keeping score at home. Yep. Now, if you don't remember, um, she she was the girl who sounded like number one. I mean, a lot of them do sound kind of similar, but um, she had really great uh, pace and her age was proper. Uh, I did say I wanted her to do more with her endings um, because she was going down a lot, but that that can can be coached out. So I would go with... Number four. Number four. Well, let's listen to number four. We'll remember together. Do you have a little kitchen helper that would love their own cookbooks? The Little Kitchen Helpers cookbooks for kids are fun for every occasion. Let the kids make you breakfast from the Toast the Most breakfast book or make lunch together from a recipe in the Cheese Please Lunch book. It's fun for children ages 3 to 10. Visit littlekitchenhelper.com to order yours today. Lovely. Wow, that is fantastic. Let's give that talent a hand. Good. All right, Mary, I know you've got an early morning. You're going to be back at it, you know, 4.30 in the morning. Wait, what time do you wake up? 3.30. I'm in REM sleep. (laughs) Like, that's incredible. Brutal. It's not bad. Not too many people on the road. That's true. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. People who drank too much and a lot of semis. (laughs) So, so Mary, if if we are going to hear a traffic report by you, what radio station do we tune into in Chicago? Uh, WGN AM 720. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mary. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you. you.